This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Great. I want us to pray before we... We have started the, I've started the service in terms of preaching, but we want to have a portion where we pray. The Bible says that... Hebrew, unfortunately, we are having a problem with our screen... We were, we were trying, well, we are trying to replace it and give you a bigger, nicer screen. Do you get it? So bear with us. We, we touched it, did some changes, and uh, now the HDMI cable is not really working. You know, those cables are very sensitive, and you mismanage it, it's mismanaged forever. So, but we will sort it out. I promise you. Don't, don't be angry with us. It's only this Sunday. But I'm sure you are supposed to bring your Bible. What's your problem? And why are you making an issue out of nothing? No, we couldn't read the scriptures. No problem. You are supposed to bring your Bible. When you're in front of the church, they say the Bible will be read. Maybe we need to add, you are required to have your Bible to enter here except you are a new Christian. Amen. Amen. Good. So we'll sort it out. Please bear with us. I want us to pray because the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And it goes on to say that if any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure in them. And then it goes on to say that we are not of them that draw back. Hebrews 10, 38. We just have a, a little bit of a small screen here, but you can, you can check your Bible if you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, it's not my fault. Maybe we should stop the screen for some time to encourage people to come with their Bibles. What do you think? Guys, what do you think here? We shouldn't. Uh, the guys don't agree with me. Okay, Ooh, because you don't agree, you have won. We'll, we'll keep the screen running. But listen, you must have a Bible if you are going to be a Christian that will go far. You, you need a Bible more than you need a pastor. You need a Bible more than you need a church. Because your true teacher in your walk with God is the Holy Ghost, not the pastor. Your true teacher is the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Godhead. So, Hebrews 10.38 says, maybe please, you should turn the screen to me because they don't need it. It's small. It, all, of, all of them can see. So please turn it to me. 
Turn, turn the screen. I want to see. When the S come, they can see it. <laughs> careful, 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 careful. I don't know why you decided to plug it there. Unplug it. Unplug it. You should have put it where it was so that I can read it. Take it back. Take it away from there and put it where I can read it so that I can look at them and be reading it as well so that they will think that I've memorized it. <laughs> Are you not happy that you can go to a church where you can laugh? Eh? The fact that we can laugh doesn't mean God is not here. You know, sometimes we are made to believe in a lie as if to say that when you go to church, you must be like somebody that has been baptized in lemon juice. Very straight face, no laughter. Please. You see, every aspect of us was created by God to be used. So it cannot be that he has created us and in his presence, a portion of us cannot be used. No. No. So, please, let's learn to feel free in the house of God. We are allowed to dance. We are allowed, because some of you, I see that, it's like when you come, some of you, if I were to see you in your days of disco days or nightclub days, hmm? today, today you are sitting down like you can't even, your, your finger can't move. Meanwhile, in your nightclub days, you dance on your, on your toe, on your toe. Hey! When I see you dancing electric boogie, you know what is electric boogie? Some of you are young, so you don't know what is electric boogie. But today you are in church, and it's like we can't even get you to move, to move your finger, your finger, your little finger can't move. When you come, you stand there, it's like this. Even a security guard moves. But Hebrews 10 38 says that the just shall live by faith. In other words, and Hebrews 11 6 also says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, I want us to pray that by the help of the Holy Spirit, we would have faith. Faith to believe what God has told us. Faith to believe that God loves you. Faith to believe that God has all the power you need in your life. And faith to believe that God will do you no evil. He will only do you good. Hallelujah. So we are going to pray. But before, I want to show you somebody who came to Jesus for healing. He first went to the disciples of Jesus because when he went, Jesus had gone out to pray with three of his guys and the other nine and a few that were left. They couldn't really discharge their job. So when Jesus came from the prayer, he saw some people have gathered around his disciples and asked, what's the problem? And then he was told that the man came and reported the disciples. 
And you see, the way the man reported it, it was not nice. I mean, if I was, a disciple, if I was one of the disciples, I could have easily blown a beast with the man. The man said that this son of mine have been having serious problems and I brought them to your disciples hoping that they have really learned well to walk in your power and I expected them to heal my child but they've tried they've been, look Jesus we've been here for quite a while praying and nothing has happened but anyway if you can help me Please help me. Mark chapter 9. And I think it's verse. I like the Mark 1. Just look for the correct verse. I think verse, is it 20 or something? Mark, Mark chapter 9. Verse 17, okay. One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a damp spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they could cast him out. And they could not. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And and they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straight away, the spirit tear him and fell on the ground and wallowed for me. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it casts him into the fire and the waters to destroy him. That's what Satan wants to do to you. But thank God that God will not allow Satan to destroy us. Satan will never destroy you. You see, that is what he wants, but God would never allow it. So he says, oftentimes it casts him into the fire and into the water and to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, you see, at this point, at this point, the man believes that he has faith in Jesus. And you know, sometimes you may do things that gives an impression as if you have faith 
in God. But you see, the motive, the motive when examined may not demonstrate faith. Oh yeah, there are many times. You see, even me as a preacher, as I stand here, you may think that I have faith in God. But if God were to bring out my motives for even doing what I'm doing, you'll be surprised that the elements will not lead to a conclusion that I have faith in God. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, the motive. In other words, the reason behind what you are doing. Sometimes you yourself are not aware that the reason behind what you are doing is not a reason of faith. It may be a reason of fear. And God looks at the reason behind the action, not the action. That is why he tells us not to judge. Because you will never know the reason behind somebody's action. You will never know. Sometimes even the person themselves don't know. So up until this point, everything looked like this man believed in Jesus. Because, you see, if you and I, if we were to analyze it, why didn't he take the child to hospital? Why did he bring the child to Jesus? Is Jesus a hospital? Is it not, is it not that he believed that Jesus can heal the child? But the question is, did he really believe that Jesus can heal the child? Or out of desperation, he was just trying all available options? You understand what I'm saying? Good. So when the man said, please go back to just the verse before. You see, the man says something that gave away that he didn't believe. After he gave the long story of the different things that the spirit has tried to do to the child, then he says, the last portion, he says, if you can help us, Please just, I said, just the verse before. He says, if, 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 if thou canst help us, but if thou canst do anything. You see, another man, another man who came to Jesus for healing of the child. said Jesus didn't need to go to his house. He said, just speak the word and the child, you don't need to come. I mean, think about it, that what will make you tell 
the person you have come to that don't come to the house. Just say it and the child will be healed. It's different from if you can do anything. But you see, the man never believed that he didn't have faith in Jesus. It is only his words. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Many of us, if our words were examined, analyzed in different situations, it just shows one thing. We are faithless. That we, we, are, we go to lighthouse does not mean we have faith. No. We are faithless. Sometimes even the, our reaction, our reaction to a situation, the things we say, the thoughts that come to our mind, it tells us clearly that we are faithless. Meanwhile, we have a Bible. Meanwhile, we belong to a church. We sometimes even sing on the stage and even lead a basenta. You see, I don't, my prayer for myself and for everybody that I have to interact with, may I never mislead you by not telling you everything you need to know. You know, it, it, what I'm discussing now is like you are giving a prayer topic and look at what you are saying. You are saying we don't have faith. If we didn't have faith, would we come to church? Oh, yes. You can come to church without faith. But the Bible has said that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. And then the same Bible has said that if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So we must have faith so that we can please God. And God will make our enemies to be at peace with us. Even our enemies. How about your friends? So we see this man who does not have faith revealed by his last few words. If thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if thou canst believe, to him that believeth all things are possible. If Jesus said unto you, if thou can believe, please make sure you have your Bible low so that you mark it, you mark it. These modern day Christians, we carry everything but what we need. Gone, gone are the days when we carried our big Bibles to church. I mean, you now, when you see us, you know that a Christian is coming by the size of our Bibles. He said, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Then the man's response, having discovered or having been made naked, said, the Bible says, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Help my unbelief. So we want to be honest like the father of the child 
and pray. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. Don't, don't, don't think you have faith. Just believe that, or just accept that many times I have not demonstrated faith. But I need the help, the Holy Spirit's help, to be a true person of faith. How do I know that many times we've not demonstrated faith? Look at your reaction when things don't go the way you expect. That alone will tell you that you are not a person of faith. Oh, yes, yes. You see, Satan will like you to not discover the root of your problem. By telling you that, no, no, it's not like you are not a person of faith, but it's just that everybody would react the same way. Of course, everybody will react the same way if everybody doesn't have the faith. So everybody reacting the same way does not mean you have faith. Yes. Because, listen, if, if, if there's something that we are all supposed to Maybe the best thing to do is to fly, but we all decide to run. We all decide to run because we don't have wings. So how can we fly when we don't have wings? So the fact that we are all running doesn't mean running is the right thing. We are all running because we are all deficient in what we need to actually take us into the air. understand what I'm saying because these are some of the things the enemy uses for to, to argue us out of believing what we are supposed to believe to help us to discover him because most of us we, we don't faith faith where we trust in God most of us don't have it and it is not wrong to admit that we don't have it what is wrong is to deny to deny that we don't have it, thinking we have it. Because if you know that your window is not closed, you will just get up and go and close it. But if you are sitting down or your door is not locked and you are going to sleep and you know that the door is not locked, and you just get up and go and lock it. But if you sit down thinking that, oh, I've locked it, and somebody is telling you, maybe you have not locked it, so I've locked it. Meanwhile, it is not locked. That is when the thief will come and steal. So admitting what is not there is not a problem. You just put it there. But to say it is there when it's not there is a problem. It's a problem. I said it's a problem. Because help, no matter what help, is by you. You will never use it because you, you don't admit that you, you lack something and therefore you need the help. Let's rise up. Even if I don't preach, I'll preach enough. This, this is a, it's a sermon enough. But this is not a sermon. I want us to pray. 
Are you with me? Are you going to pray? Please, don't be proud. Don't be proud. When you are being, when the word of God, the Holy Spirit is telling us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. The just shall live by faith. It is our living by faith that God will be pleased with us. And when God is pleased with us, we will not even ask for anything. All that we need, our lives will accomplish. Lift up your voice and say, Father, help thou my unbelief. Like the father of that child, I cry to you, help thou my unbelief. Lift up your voice and in the name pray. of Jesus. Can I have some of the pastors help me on the stage oh, as we spend some time to pray? Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning or this afternoon. In the name of Jesus. That Lord, we have not prayed in the name of Jesus. Neither have we exercised faith in the name of Jesus. The confession of our unbelief, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That not justified of our faith. Oh, without faith, it is impossible to please you, God. Lord, we acknowledge Help us, yes, help us this morning. Yes, Lord, help our faith this morning. Help us, help us to believe you, God. Help us to believe you as we are too. Italia, Prado Satalia, Prado Help us, God. Help our faith, God. This morning, God. Melante, Tatalia, Prado Satalia, Dasta. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to believe. Believe you, God, to believe you, God. Help us, God. Paluta, Santa, Tetete, Palasta. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help my faith this morning in the name of Jesus. Santa La Bosta. Yes, Lord. Palibra, the Velasta, Palisa, Talia. Lord, it's just this morning that you help us, God. Yes, we need your help, God. Come, God, that you help our faith this morning.
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for answered prayer. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Now, one of the things that I need to draw your attention to is that when you come to church on Sunday, particularly in this place, don't make appointments that I'm going to church by 12, I'll be finished. And 12.45, I have somebody to meet. When you do that, what happens is that we are not able to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Because, for example, I have prepared in my heart and in my mind what I want to say. But as I mount the stage, you get it? I'm a vessel. And the Holy Spirit can decide that because this and this and that person is here, and I know they were coming, I want you to do this or do that. Are you with me? Now, when we are very extremely time conscious, we would end up limiting the Holy Spirit. But if you come to church and you don't meet or you don't have an interaction with the Holy Spirit, then you might as well sleep at home. Because your interaction with the pastor, it's not a problem. It, it, it doesn't scare any demon. You get it? And Satan doesn't mind you knowing everything about him. He will still do what he wants to do if you don't have the power to stop him. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That, that, that's why Satan has not re, re, rewritten any script. He's using the same, whatever. You need to know my ways. No problem. Would you have the power to stop me? You see, like Ukraine, they have known that Russia is going to attack them. America started saying it week by week. They have this, they, they are amassed. They saw everything. But unfortunately, the power to stop them was absent. So knowing is great, but without the power. And the power that you have is the power of the Holy Spirit. So you must allow the Holy Spirit to be free with you when we gather. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Amen. Yes, I also don't like a long sermon. Because I've also learned that people don't do what you say. You can say it from morning to evening. They don't do it. Like my children, there are things I've said since they were children. Up to now, it's still not done. So I don't, I mean, whatever I need to say, I can say it in five minutes. And I'll be done. So I also want to go home. I also want to sit and relax and do other things. But you see, when you are a vessel, your usefulness as a vessel is total submission. Amen. And one of the things I want us to do in this church is to pray a lot. Do you get it? It's to pray a lot. 
Because prayer is what you need, not my words. Prayer to God who answers all prayer is what you need. And many of us, we are not able to do it on our own. The best, the best is prayer that you pray on your own. Are you with me? The best is the prayer that you pray on your own. Because the Bible says that when you pray on your own, it is not to everybody that will see you. And God is the only one who sees you in secret. And he will reward you openly. So there are different places of prayer. There's a public prayer and there's a private prayer. Private prayer is the best. Are you with me? But in the absence of private prayer, at least public prayer can keep us going small, small, whilst we grow in our understanding until we overcome the laziness to develop a private prayer life. I mean, that's all. That's how we all did it. I mean, when I got born again, the following day, I didn't start praying alone all night. In fact, the first all night I went, after being born again, I slept in the church. I, and I sat in front so that the pastor can see me because I went early. And as they started praying, I sat there and slept. You're laughing. But I'm not different from you. I said, I'm not different from you. Why are you laughing at me? You, you didn't even go to the other night. You swept the person. You swept. At least me, I went and I slept. But today, at least, I'm still preaching. Are you with me? That shall be your story. Good. Well, this, this morning, for a few minutes, I want to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. What I started last week. Last week, I spoke that the resurrection gives us tangible evidence that God can be trusted. Amen. Now, today, I want to progress on an aspect of the resurrection that we need to be aware of. That we need to be aware of. Because without being conscious of it, we will not walk in the provisions that the resurrection brought to our Christian life. Amen. And you see, for you to believe something, you also need to grow in your awareness that the thing is there. You see, to act as somebody who has faith in God demands you to also believe in the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. But I don't think most of us remember when you ask you are going, I mean, if it was your husband or your daughter or your wife or your friend who is with you, you are conscious that I went with my friend, isn't it? But most of us are not conscious that we, when we go, the Holy Spirit, especially as born-again Christians, the Holy Spirit is with us. I mean, there are certain things you won't do when I'm around, would you? Why? 
fine. Because maybe you have a little bit of respect for me, and it's like, ah, no, no, Bishop is here. We can't, I can't shout. I mean, sometimes you see husbands and wife. When you come, hey, yes, Bishop, okay. Everybody's like, nice. When you go and the husband says, can I have this? Can't you go and get it? What's wrong with you? Forgive. But when I'm present, uh, see that, can you get this for me? He said, yes, my Lord. And then you go and bring it. Meanwhile, when I walk out of the door and he thinks it's going to continue, you see, what I'm trying to say is that my presence, by the person being conscious of my presence, they modify their behavior. Most of us are not conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit with us when we confess and receive Jesus Christ our Lord. And not being conscious of it makes us not modify our behavior when it is challenged. So one of the things as a Christian you must grow in is the belief and the consciousness that the Holy Spirit is with you all the time. Amen. Good. So now, in the case of the resurrection, and I'm not preaching for long, listen carefully to what I'm saying. When Christ resurrected, in Ephesians chapter 1, In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul was praying for us. Ephesians 1 verse 18. We all have to now come back to our Bibles since the screen is not there. Ephesians 1 verse 18. Or we can even... Start from verse. We can even start from verse 17. Oh, verse 15. Verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, after I heard of your faith. In the Lord Jesus. In other words, after I got to know that you are born again. Because to have faith in Jesus is to be born again. To have faith in Jesus as a son of God is to be born again. First John 5, 4 says that whosoever believeth that Jesus is the son of God, is born of God. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the son of God, is born of God. Is it? No, no. The first John 5, is it 2 or 1? Whosoever believeth that, 5, 1, 5, 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Son or Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, is born of God. 
So to be born again is to believe and receive Jesus as the Christ, the one, the anointed one, the Messiah, to deliver us. Amen. So, Paul was saying in Ephesians 1, verse 15, it says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you. In other words, cease not to give thanks in the, with my prayers for you or making mention of you in my prayers. That, you see, why am I mentioning you in my prayers? I'm mentioning you in my prayers that God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of, revel- the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, ye may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, what is in your being called by God? What is the hope? What is in it? What is the benefit? What, 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 what is the profit? What awaits my life that God has chosen me? So he's praying that the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. That ye may know what's the, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The next verse. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? Which power am I talking about? Which he wrought that power which he demonstrated when he raised Christ from the dead. Now, what Paul is praying for among many other things is to be aware of what power is with you now that you are born again. What do I mean? You see, if, for example, something that can kill somebody far away before they have even approached you is given to you, but you don't know that this thing in my hand, if I point it to this person direction, and I press this knob, some radiation can be released. That would cause this person, it will send electric waves into this person that is 10 meters away from me, and they will, they will get a cardiac arrest and fall down dead. 
Now, if you don't know it, you can see the person coming from a distance, threatening you, coming with the panga or knife or something, but not knowing that even from where he is, what is in your hands can stop him dead there. If you don't know it, what is going to happen to you? You are going to try to run away or begging him. He said, don't kill me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. Meanwhile, you have in your hand what is able to solve your problem in a flash. So you're not knowing it. Or you're not believing that this thing that you have, what you have been told, that if you use it like this, it will solve the problem. You're not believing it will make you not use it. Many Christians, including myself, have no idea by our confession in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior what has been brought into our lives. We have no idea. If we did, if we did, many of the problems we have will cease to exist in our lives. A few who are able to grow into that revelation, they walk in it. And Satan being who he is, always will tell you that, oh, these few people are special. But let me tell you something. There's nothing special about the few people that are walking in the power of God other than the fact that they have believed it and are exercising it. You and I have not believed it and therefore have not invested in it. So Paul was, and you see, Paul as an apostle understood that people can have something, but unless their eyes are open, their spiritual eyes are enlightened, they may not know what they have. So in his prayers, this was what he was praying for the people. That since I heard of your faith in Jesus, I am praying that by the power of the Holy Spirit, the eyes of your understanding will be lighting up so much that you see things clearly, that the presence of this means that. There are things we do understand. I said, there are things we do understand without even it being said clearly. Somebody said, when you are talking to a lady, and this is for the ones that are yet to be married, the ones that are married, please don't try it. Just stay in your marriage and be happy. But somebody said that when you are talking to a lady, in other words, you are interested in her and you are trying to go after her, and she makes a statement that, hey, 
I hope your other girlfriends won't beat me. When, when she makes that statement, you don't have to proceed further. You've got her. But you see, not everybody will know it. <laughs> Do you get it? But those who are experienced, they can have the meaning of that statement. Meanwhile, the inexperienced person say, Oh, me, I don't have any girlfriend. No, no, oh, why? This, this is trying to explain themselves. But the experienced one know that by this statement, what she's saying is that it's a yes, yes. It, it looks like all the ladies know it. Because I have people who are seeming to agree with me. How did you know it? <laughs> anyway, let's, let's listen. Let's, let's, Come again. Okay, anyway, let's come to the, the, the verse. So listen, Paul was praying that these people that have faith in Jesus would also have this. Why? Why? When you know what you have, you will use it. When you know what you have, you will not be afraid. So let, let's finish reading the verse. Verse, is it, did we get to 20? Which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead. You see, so now the power that we have is being described to us by the resurrection experience that that power is able to overcome death. He said, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from, and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also which is to come. The next verse, it may go to verse 2, chapter 2. Please keep moving, keep moving. Now, you see, the Bible are, is not written in chapters. It was not written in chapters. Just as I'm preaching now, I'm not preaching in tracks. Like now, let's move to track three. I'm just talking. But in order to maybe make it easily accessible, the different ideas can be put in different tracks. So yes, I spoke for five hours, but it's put in tracks. I hope you understand it. So whatever Paul was writing, he's still talking about it. Now, before I proceed, I want us to read another version of verse 19. I want us to read. Who has another version? Please, let the microphones work. If you have another version. Those of you who don't have Bibles, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Tell the person sitting by you, unfortunately... It's not pastor's fault that you don't have a Bible. You are supposed to bring your Bible. 
He has been supplementing you with the screen all this while. Now you have taken it as a normal provision. Anyway. It says, I also pray that you would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. But the Amplified says it in another way. The Amplified version says we must know the power in us. So you will begin to know what the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Now, now, I'm about to, I won't, I won't progress the, I, won't, I, won't progress, I just want to round up. I'll continue by the grace of God next week. Now, why do we need to know this? I said, why do you need to know this? You need to know this. Because the enemy is going to threaten you all the time with his power. I said, the enemy is going to threaten you all the time with his power in many areas. That Satan will be happy to tell you that you are very weak. So don't try to fight back. Have you, how many times, who, who has been marked here before like somebody has marked you who has been marked here before and and they they point a gun towards you in 2006 my wife was hijacked in front of our gate we were then in sunnyside and we went in arcadia and they pointed a gun at her and she was so scared that she ran out of the car and they took the car. But we, re- we recovered the car within two streets away by the grace of God. The people had abandoned the car because the anti-hijack went off. They took her bag that she had left in the car and they were running away with it. And the police, who were just on patrol, arrested them. Just on suspicion that these people are suspicious. They arrested them. When they arrested them, they found the bag. They had the gun in it. But do you know something? The gun was empty.
by the sea. An empty gun cannot kill you. The only reason you will run away is because you are not sure whether there's anything or anything. But you see, other armed robbers also in Sunnyside by church. One day we were, ch- we were in church, we were in a meeting. Then we heard a gunshot. Do you know what has happened? Somebody went to hijack a policeman who had come to visit his girlfriend. The hijacker got the wrong target. You have gone to hijack somebody whose work is to train or has been trained how to use a weapon. And you are threatening him with a gun. Knowing what he has made him not to be afraid of you. The policeman killed, the the guy was killed there. A number of hijackers have had their heads blown by going to people who also have guns. Oh, yeah. Many of us are cowards to Satan and what he tells us because we don't know what we have. Some of us have been told that this sin, you you can't stop it, so don't try to stop it. Just find out how to live with it. you don't like it but you do it you see it's always taking you back but you do it because Satan has told you that you are powerless yeah Satan tells you Jesus has the power you don't have the power this morning I want you to know that by the resurrection it was demonstrated to us how much power God has which is in us so listen if you say that you are helpless to sin I want you to know that you are not helpless. You have not tapped and walked in the power that is in you. That is why it looks like you are helpless. If you were to tap and walk in that power, sin cannot, will not have dominion over you. I can't control myself. No, you can control yourself. Either you don't want to control yourself 
or you don't want to connect to what can give you the power to control yourself. So the prayer of Paul is for us to know that this power is in you. That is why we prayed to believe. And you must always pray to believe. Because as for what you have, it will be revealed unto you by the Spirit of God day by day when you study the Bible. Would you believe it? May we always believe. Oh, yeah. Whatever is in your life that is telling you you are helpless, this is your lifestyle. I'm here to tell you that that is not your lifestyle if you are in Christ Jesus. No. It is only so because the power that is in you You have not walked in it. And it is given for you and me here in this life to walk in. And if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I advise you to do so now. Without the power that comes by faith in Jesus, Satan would destroy your life day by day. And if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as I'm speaking, then put Satan on notice that it's over. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have to walk in it. I said you have to walk in it. Because it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not like, oh, we are not sure. It has not been tested. No, it has been tested. Where was it tested? In the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God proved to you and to me that death Hell and Satan are no match for him. May you believe it and may you welcome it. Let's rise to our feet. Listen, church, it is time to walk by faith and to believe whatever God says we are and make use whatever God has given us for our lives to be what God says it is. You see, God has not proclaimed a beautiful life for us without giving us what it takes to bring to pass that beautiful life. Lift up your voice and say, Lord, I thank you. As Paul prayed for the spirit of revelation, understanding, Lord, today I pray for that for myself. That let me see with the eyes of my understanding. How much of you is in me that I may walk free from every lie of the enemy that tells me I'm helpless. I'm not helpless. I'm not without help because you are with me. 
as my helper. Whatever dream you have given to my life, Lord, it shall come to pass. I will be what you have called me to be. And Satan cannot stop it. Because as you did for Jesus, and Satan could not stop it. So he can never stop. Because the same power, the same power that my Savior walked in is the same power that is, is available to me. And as Jesus said, greater works than this shall you do. These same works my life shall accomplish. Every demon my life shall defeat. Every spirit of darkness my life shall defeat. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I want you to pray. Pray, pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for opening our eyes to the truth. Thank you for revealing to us that which we need to know. Oh, yes, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. That this morning or this afternoon, we are not ignorant anymore of what is in us. The power that worked in Christ Jesus when he was raised from the dead and seated far above powers and principalities and dominions. This is what we have. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, lift up your voice and continue to pray. Thank God, thank God that today you are no longer ignorant. Your life will be what God has called it to be. It shall not deviate to the left, neither shall it deviate to the right. You shall be what God has called you to be. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I break every yoke of the enemy over your life. Every dark cloud hanging over your life, I declare it removed in the name of Jesus. By the power of Jesus that is in me, I speak and enemies obey in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I set you free from every form of addiction, every form of addiction, every form of depression, every form of stronghold of the enemy over your mind, over your health in any way. Be free from it in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. You are free. You are free. You are free. In the name of Jesus. I said, You are free. In the name of Jesus. You are free. In the name of Jesus. You are free. In the name of Jesus. Walk out. The gates are open. Nothing shall keep you bound anymore. By the power of the Holy in the name of Jesus. The power that raised that Jesus Christ is the same power in you. the same power of Oh, Jesus, we are no longer slaves to sin because we have the power. Oh, yes, the power that sets us free, the power that delivers us from every lie of the enemy, 
the power that makes us go the path of righteousness yes the power that keeps our feet planted yes the power that makes us unmovable unshakable yes steadfast steadfast yes. always abounding abound. in the great works of the lord great works. we yes. thank you holy spirit thank for you. revealing to us today yes who we are and what we have. We shall no longer bow to the enemy, yes. to the lies of the enemy, because we are above him. Yes. We are above him in every way. We shall not take instruction from him anymore, yes. but we shall give him instructions. Oh, yes. Satan, I command you to take off your hand of anything that belongs to me, yes. for anything that belongs to my household, oh. of anything that belongs under my care. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Be free, be free, yes. and walk uprightly before free. the God who has saved us, yes. before the God who has called us. In the name Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Yes, Lord. We give you praise. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want you to know that the power that we have is because of our faith in Jesus. Because we believe that Jesus is the Christ. Because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God who was born as the Savior to deliver the whole world from their sins. Today, you hear my voice. Don't delay. Don't wait. But come to Jesus just as you are. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Lift it up high so that I can see and pray with you. Father, I thank you for the lifted hands. Oh, yes, lift it up high, lift it up high. There are many people that must give. Make it right with God so that he would become your power over Satan and over every work of darkness. You shall no longer be a drug addict. You shall no longer be a pornography addict. You shall no longer be an addict to other things that makes you a slave to them. And they keep dragging your life into the mud and into the bushes. Today, receive that opportunity to be free from it by your faith in Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Let us pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the lifted hands. This is not just a hand, but it's a heart that says, Jesus, just as I am without one plea, I come to you just as I am, just as I am. You lifted up your hands. I wanted to come forward. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just as I was about to step down to pray for the people, I heard in my spirit, somebody wants to dedicate, rededicate your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, I've given my life to Jesus before, but I know that it was just something that I did, but I did not progress. 
And I want a fresh start. Please come, I want to pray with you. I just, as I was about to step down to pray for them, I heard in my spirit, call for the person who will rededicate his life to Jesus. Come, come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. His way is better than yours. As you come to Jesus, you will like his way. As you give him your life, you will like what he will make out of your life. He will never waste your life because he gave him his life so that you will have a better life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let him Let us pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I'm grateful for keeping me alive and helping me to have this opportunity. When I will publicly declare that you are God, I am your creation. And I come to submit to you, to obey you, to trust you, and to depend on you to direct my life. I ask for forgiveness for all my rebellious ways that has caused my life to wander all over the place. Father, from today, I submit to you completely in everything. I will believe your word. I'll be directed by your word. I believe Jesus Christ as the Messiah who came to die for my sins. He rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. By this prayer, I confess him with my mouth as my Lord. I believe in my heart that he came to die for me. He rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. By this prayer, please, Jesus, I receive you as the Lord of my life. By your Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, and teach me the ways of God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for my sins. And thank you for your blood that has washed my sins away and has made me a new creature. In this new life that I have in you, I'll walk in it. Thank you, Father. Amen. Father, you who bless, you who keeps, you who causes to flourish, let this life flourish. Let it flourish and let no weapon of the enemy form against this life prosper. But raise them up as your vessels to be a blessing to their lives, but not only to their lives, 
but to hold all humanity around them. I thank you, Father. I pray and break every ancestral spirit, every evil covenant that has been arranged and entered into before this confession. By their confession, Lord, I declare that every agreement be nullified except this new agreement where Jesus is their Lord and you are their God. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, 